Okay, I'm going to give it all away today, friends. This is the best hack to change your life, to change anything in your life. This is what you want to do. And I've been using this method. I've been teaching clients this method. And I absolutely am sold on it. And I'm going to give you all the behind the scenes, exactly what you do today and all the science and the faith, everything that goes along with it. This is super practical. You're going to want to write all this down and um, you're going to want to implement. Okay, let's get started. Okay, so you want to pursue wellness and make sustainable change in your life. Get out of that rinse, wash, rinse, repeat cycle of motherhood. But how? How do you do this? You have no time for you. You have no time or energy. You don't have energy for you. You're spending it all on your children and you don't even know where to start. Listen, girl, I get it. I have been there. I get you. And I'm going to share how this major tool I use in my coaching will increase your ability to reach your goals by weight 400%. What? Yes, we're actually going to talk all about that today. And I add in my secret sauce that proves you are 95% likely to be successful in whatever goal you have. See, this is going to work. And you can do this. God taught me these strategies so that I can now teach you. And I um, also went to goal achieving masterminds and found all the ways to help you. This takes seconds to minutes of your day to transform. Now, yes, the coaching will take time. That's one a one hour session. But when we fill our cups up, we can overflow to our children and all the people around us. And that's what we need to do. That's scientifically proven as well. <laughs> Schedule that one hour for you because you feel like you have no time and I want to help you find it. Let's find more time to get all the things done and walk in purpose that God has for you. Go right now to bit.ly forward slash Shan Wright. bit.ly forward slash S-H-A-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. I did change my link, so make sure you get to go to the right one. Okay, friend, let's go. I can't wait. Hey mama, are you stressed by the lack of time in the day to do all the things? Are you feeling disconnected from God, your husband, and even your kids because patience and presence seem out of reach? Do you want a healthier body, mind, spirit, and home, but overwhelmed in where to start? Hey, I'm Shan Wright, daughter of the king, wife, mom to four, RN, wellness coach, and I know very well what it feels like to want to live well, but about to lose it with my very blessed full life. After realizing I can't pour from an empty cup, I tracked my way to whole body wellness and so much peace. If you are ready to cancel the stressed out life, learn tactical, intentional strategies as a mom wearing many hats, find more peace, confidence, and joy raising kingdom kids, then listen in. Come on, mama, together we got this. Really, God's got this. So go heat up that coffee again and turn your listening ears on. Let's chat. Let's start with a very convicting verse. We demolish arguments and every pretension that lifts itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5. If you listen to us talk, you would think our thoughts do control us. 
But as Paul says here, we have the ability to change our thoughts and take control of our thoughts, to take them captive and tell them what they have to think. And he is right. He's right. Okay, so now we're going to look at the science. You ready? I love the science. We're actually reading this um, Louis Giglio devotion with my boys at night, and it's all about science and God, and it is so good. I can actually link it in the show notes, and it's really good for any kid. And over and over, science confirms and exalts God as our creator. So how did he create the brain? Let's look at the brain as far as God, our creator, and science go. So we have our brain, and in the back of our brain is our brainstem, the very base. And what I think is really fascinating just from the start of this is what we're going to talk about is in the base. It's in the brainstem. But you would think it should be in the forefront of our brain because it is the major networking pathways that everything, all information passes through. So whether you see it, hear it, touch it, um, verbalize it, it all passes through this reticulator activating system, the RAS. But it's not in the forefront of our brain. It's in the base of our brain. It's in our brainstem where our, and it's, your brainstem is pretty small. And it's where the roots are. And these neural pathways are like roots. And that is what I find so fascinating. God is so cool. And everything comes back to the roots. If you picture a tree, we, we see the flower and that's what we see. But really the roots are what is so important about the tree. If it doesn't have healthy roots, it's not going to be a flowering tree. So the, the roots are crucial to everything in life and I just think it's kind of funny that it's in the base of our brain and, you know, it should be in the front, but God knows so much more and better than all of us. Right. And he connects everything. He makes it easy to understand. So it's in the base and this, this RAS, it regulates our behavior, our arousal, our attention, consciousness, motivation. It is basically our autopilot. So it acts as a filter determining which sensory information, again, anything, touch, hear, see, feel, think. It is our sensory information autopilot. And it tells our brain whether it is this information is important enough to be brought to our conscious attention and which information should be ignored. And when we have negative thoughts or beliefs or something negative comes at us, the RAS can become tuned or it focuses on the negative experience and stimuli, effectively filtering out the positive. And this turns into a negative thought pattern. It builds a negative neural pathway. And it turns into like a, a loop where the negative thoughts we have become more and more and they can become reinforced by the RAS and it becomes difficult to focus on the positive. Have you ever heard that it takes three positive statements to combat a one negative one? Like it's three to one. 
That is what happens. Our RAS forms this negative feedback loop. And in order for the positive to get in there, it's got to be really strong because your RAS is ignoring it. It says, no, I don't, I only tuned to negative. I don't tune to that positive statement. It, it's not strong enough for me. It doesn't go with my pathway. So here's another example for you. If you believe, which I hear this all the time, I've been in this boat, you are not good enough. Your RAS is more likely to notice and focus on instances where you made mistakes or you failed. And then it ignores instances where you actually succeeded and did well. Like, did you take care of your kids and keep them alive? Yes. But did you, you know, forget to load the dishwasher? Did you forget to do the laundry? Um, Those are the things that are going to stand out. But the fact that you did good things for your kids, your RAS will ignore it. And so this enforces, reinforces over and over again, negative belief and makes it really difficult to change. It makes it difficult, but it is not impossible. It's not impossible. So these neural pathways are actually your beliefs and your action. We've already learned this before, but your actions follow your beliefs. So you have a thought. What's a, what's a belief? First off, a belief is a repeated thought. So you have this repeated negative thought and it forms a pathway or you can have a repeated positive thought and it forms a pathway of belief. Okay. Your beliefs are what control your actions. So it, the, the information, the sensory information comes to your RAS. Your RAS says, yes, I know what this is. I'm going to take it along this neural pathway and I'm now going to do this action because of this belief. Does that make sense? So this is why, this is why my tool works because scientifically and physiologically, you can reprogram your neural pathway. Yes, that is the good news. You can actually change your neural pathways and it is super simple to do. And that's what I'm going to tell you today, all the ways to do it. It's really simple. So it's not going to take that long to tell you, but it's going to be once you know actually what you're doing. I think that helps so much, right? You can tell your brain what to think and therefore you're telling your brain to reprogram new neural pathways. And so if you do it over and over and over, a new pathway forms. So it's like, you know, literally building that root system lower and lower. Like you have a new baby root and you tell your brain a couple times what to think. And so it starts to form. But if you just stop at that, it's not going to continue growing. You have to keep telling your brain over and over what to think. And then you've taken the thoughts captive and you've made them obedient to Christ and you have formed new roots and new beliefs. And then your action follows. It is amazing. So I call this tool belief cards. Mm-hmm. I call this little tool belief cards. And I actually got that name from my mentor and this really works for me. And so that's why I share it. It is a strategy that God used in my life to change my neuro pathways. And it's very simple. You write your lie down. You have to find the lie first. You have to find where that negative thought is coming from. Cause it could be a negative thought as in, I'm not good enough, 
but where did that start? Where did it come from? That's the important part because that's the root. So you might be looking at the surface level, but if you don't get down to the root, you really can't pull it up and get to the bottom of it. So you need to find the lie. You need to write the truth and the truth is going to sound false to you. The truth is not going to sound right. The truth is going to sound like you're actually telling a lie. (laughs) That's the crazy part, but it's the truth and it's the truth. You can find the truth in literally the word of God and then have that verse to back it up. But you want this truth to be something very simple that you can say out loud and you're going to say it out loud twice a day. Because we have to tell our brain what to think. This is changing our thoughts and we do have control over this and you can do it. And this can be used for anything, any kind of goal you have, any negative thought you're having. It is the major tool to change your pathways. You can do it. So many people use it in so many different ways and call it different things, but this is what you're doing. You're scientifically changing your neural pathways. And again, the crucial step is discovering the lie. And this is a really hard step to conquer. And I work with my clients on this step. It's like peeling back an onion, right? You you want to get to the bottom of it. And so for you, it looks like it's this and you're complaining about this and you're having a hard time with this, but we have to keep asking questions and reflecting and praying and asking God to reveal what is the lie. And it could, you know, it could be from something that you went through trauma. It could literally be trauma from your like little baby years, those first one to four years that are so, so developmentally and emotionally important, it could be from those. And so you need the Holy Spirit help to guide you in that. And there are ways to find out, you know, if that's what it's from, but you need, um, you need some help with this reflection process because it's not just going to come to you. Oh yeah. I remember this one incident when I was five and this, someone said this and It just stuck with me. No, you actually have to find where that lie comes from and where it's stuck. And um, yes, I help people do this. We work together to do this and it is a process. But some common lies that we do have because we do have those common ones and you still wanna find out where it's coming from to dig it up. But the common lies are, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good sister. I'm not a good friend, et cetera. The truth is, So these are very practical examples you can write down. The truth is I am good. It's literally the opposite. I am good. I am the beloved daughter of God, his cherished treasure. My kids are cherished treasures and he gave them to me to raise. If you feel like you're not a good mom, you can say that last part. Okay, here's another one. I just can't take anymore. Like I am overwhelmed. I cannot take anything else. The truth is, I will not be shaken because his grace is sufficient. Okay, here's another one. Lie, it's all about me. And you might not think that you that that is your lie that you're operating under, and that's why it it starts with the digging, right? But when you start digging and you find out, wow, I'm really thinking that this is all about me. Like the way my kids end up is all on me. The way my um their actions and their behavior is a reflection of me. Their, how clean my house is, is a reflection of me. Like 
you have this self mentality really when really you think like I'm trying to put, you know, my, I'm trying to serve my family, but really what's underneath is that it's all about me. And the truth is all things were created by him and for him. And it's all about him. It's all about giving glory to God in your life. And how can you do that? It might not be a clean house. It might be, you know, really believing this to your core. Another lie is I don't have enough time to do all that I'm supposed to do. This is common. We just talked about this. The truth is there is time in every day to do everything God wants me to do. So let's take that timeline, time lie, for instance, because we just talked about the time. That's what you think and feel, right? I don't have enough time. Where does that come from? It is, it could be coming from a deeper lie of control, right? Like underneath that lie, it could be control or trauma in your past, or maybe even just a spoken word from someone else in your past that really stuck, Or maybe it's from the root of not knowing who you are and what you're actually called to do, the purpose that you're actually supposed to be doing. So instead, you try to do it all. Or maybe it's an inner vow you made yourself from childhood in relation to how you saw your mom doing it all, or you saw her not doing enough or always rushing. It could be so many different things. And the roots are personal, right? The root, we each have our own roots. And so to discover your root and where your lie is coming from is a crucial step because if we don't reprogram the neural pathway, it will still be active and working and rejecting that positive that we want to bring into it. It will be like working against yourself. You think you're reprogramming, but you're not, you're, you're not pulling up the root. You know, it's like the doing the weed, pulling the weeds, like you're not pulling at the root. And so it's still going to be there. You really have to get to the lie. Um, I heard this quote at church and it was so fitting for this um, episode. It's from Henry Nowen. And it says, as long as being the beloved is little more than a beautiful thought or a lofty idea that hangs above my life to keep me from becoming depressed nothing really changes. What is required is to become the beloved in the common places of my daily existence and bit by bit to close the gap that exists between what I know myself to be and the countless realities of everyday life. Becoming the beloved is pulling the truth revealed to me from above down into the ordinariness of what I am thinking of, talking about, and doing from hour to hour. So this is what I'm saying about you can't just say it once. This is exactly what Henry Nowen is saying. You cannot just think this once. You can't just have this beautiful thought and hear it at church once and say, I am, and hear your pastor say, I am the, you are the beloved child of God. And you can't just hear that one time. It has to become, in order for it to become part of your daily life and your realities of your everyday life, it has to become a belief. And how does it become a belief? You have to change the pathway. How do you do that? You have to say it over and over and over. Okay, so this is where 
you know, accountability comes in. This is where practice comes in. This is where the, the hard work comes in. And so I had said, we say the belief card twice a day. Well, one book that I, that really solidified this whole concept for me. And I, I wonder if I was doing my belief cards around the same time I might have been because my first go around with belief cards, but this book is called Soundtracks by John Acuff. And it's a book on overthinking, but really just getting caught in that stinking thinking, right? That negative self-talk. And in here, he references Zig Ziglar's daily anthem of affirmations. And for this, they do it twice a day, but get it in the mirror. Yes, this is actually important. So Zig Ziglar is a forefather of motivational thought in America and he's passed away. But so he has this anthem laid out and you say these particular words in the mirror 30 days in a row, AM and PM. And what I do is so similar. It's just your own truth statement. So instead of his words that he puts in this anthem, it's your own belief card that you say. Now, you know, I, I might change it to, you know, really be in the mirror. I think that's such a crucial part. We'll talk about that in a second. But when I first did this, mine looked like telling myself, like reading my belief cards. I am a good wife. I am a good mom. People want to hear from me. I am a good leader. People want what I have. I am kind with gentle words. I am an encourager. Do you see? It was all about building confidence in who I was. So this is what, I mean, God was trying to do in that season of my life is build confidence. And so I think it's an, an identity. And this is why it's your identity comes from your core beliefs. It comes from those core neural pathways. And so it could be a negative identity if you don't have positive ones. It could be a positive kingdom identity. But even when you get a kingdom identity, you have to say it over and over and over. Even though God might whisper to you, like he told me, I'm an encourager. If I don't say that over and over and over, I'm not going to believe it. I can't just say, oh, God told me once. And therefore my actions show that I have to change my beliefs. And, um, one thing I do love, love about this anthem is, and I'm going to start incorporating this for sure into my belief cards is the morning and evening closing. So he says the reason he says, the reason you're doing this morning and night is because you have, well, you're doing at least that many times, but definitely morning and night, because you have two slingshot moments you have access to in the day. First thing when you wake up, and last thing before you fall asleep. One launches you into your day and the other launches you into your dreams. And I think I mentioned on here before how I'm into dreams and we're gonna be probably talking about that in the future. So I thought that was a really cool statement. And what he, his anthem says this. Now I think I'm gonna probably change it, but um, because again, his anthem is more for business and leadership and um, it has some different lingo in it. And that's good for him, but I want your morning and evening statement to be personal to you and what your truth statements are. But his, his are in the morning, I've pulled 
back the slingshot. I'm not leaving this room. I'm launching from it, ready for a day of untold opportunities. I've packed honesty, generosity, laughter, and bravery for the road ahead. Watch out, world. It's time to step out, step up, and step in. And can you imagine looking at yourself in the mirror saying that? And that is that was part of it. That is part of it is looking at the mirror and saying these things, because like I said in the very beginning, they're going to feel like a lie. But when you're looking at yourself in the eye and you're saying it, you can't be lying to yourself. You're telling yourself the truth and then you will believe it. You will look at yourself in the eye. You know, like when someone's lying um, and you say, look at me in the eye and say that (laughs) look to your kid. I mean, look at me in the eye and tell me the truth because it's so hard to tell a lie at someone's face. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror and you're going to tell yourself the truth. Now it feels like a lie. That does not mean it is. It actually is the truth. And then in the evening he says, what a day. The best part is I left myself a lot of fun things to work on tomorrow. When my head hits this pillow, I'm off the clock, storing up energy and excitement for a brand new day. So I think ours are going to, um, the ones that, you know, the statements morning and evening that I might come up with are going to be a look a little, little different. They're going to be like, you know, thank you, God, for this day. This is a brand new day and opportunity to love my children well, to love others well, and to love how you want me to and to portray you to others like this. I don't know. That's off the cuff. So and then at evening, it will be, you know, gratitude. Thank you, God, for this day, no matter if I messed, if I think that I messed up, whatever it is, and just a a moment of gratitude. So it will definitely be a lot of gratitude morning and night and, um, asking God to fill our dreams for vision for the next day. Okay. So John Acuff, if you don't know, is a goals guy. And to test this anthem in his book, he asked more than 10,000 people to repeat the anthem two times a day for 30 days. And I want to show you the stats of what it did. Because I, again, I love science. I love stats. And this is what it showed. And this is important. 10,000 people, that's a pretty big group. Okay. 250% were more likely to reduce their stinking thinking. So he calls, you know, again, overthinking. But it's the same. It's that negative feedback loop to reduce it by 250%. And the people stood in front of the mirror, The for the people that stood in front of the mirror, they were 2.5 more times less likely to have the negative thoughts. So you are going to reduce your sink and thinking with not standing in front of the mirror, but don't you want to be in that group that's 2.5 times more likely to reduce it? I think so. I want my people to be winners. So we're going to be, we're going to be implementing that. And then 46% more likely to decrease your overthinking if you repeat your belief cards 20 times versus five times or less. So you have your, he does it 30 days, right? And then twice a day. But if you do it 20 of those times, you're 46% more likely So again, that repetition, you can't just say it once and think that you're all good. You have to do it over and over. And then because he's a goal guy, he tested whether this group was going to be more productive in their goals. And he said, if 
if you said it 20 or more times, you have nine more productive days on your goals than people who didn't. So nine out of your 30 days are more productive. And the kicker, participants who decreased their overthinking completed 78% more of their goals when... So when you get rid of your time wasted thinking negatively, you actually get more done. Mama, don't you want to get more done in your life? I know you do. You have all these things that you feel like you have to do. Well, let's change your beliefs and get down to truth and start living under truth and operating under truth. And you're going to get way more done. You're going to find more time. Okay. And this is the big one. Those who decreased negative thinking were four times or 400% more likely to reach their goals. Yes. And this, this friend is why I start my coaching client out with belief cards. Do you want to be a more productive mom? Do you want to be more present because you have done the things you need to do? Do you want to set and achieve actual wellness goals for yourself, like organize your home, take care of your body physically, maybe drop 10 pounds, maybe read more, maybe more date nights or spend more time with your girlfriends, maybe take a successful family trip, maybe make more money. These are all goals. Whatever your goal is, it starts with belief cards. And let me help you do that. I would be thrilled to help you change your thinking so you can change your life. Okay, I'm going to end with my devotion this morning because of course this landed on this day because God, again, he's really, really cool. And this is what my devotional said this morning. This is from Cindy Trim's Commanding Your Morning Daily Devotional. And she said, here's the principle. You will never have more or go further or accomplish greater things than your thoughts will allow you. Therefore, you must create an opulent thinking environment in order to create an opulent life. Your life is a reflection of your most dominant thoughts and meditations. When you make it a practice to meditate on success, you will begin to live a successful life. Okay, and then we're going to pray. Because this is her prayer at the bottom of the devotional, and it's something that we're going to do because, again, we're changing our thinking. We're speaking truth. We're decreeing and declaring, and that's what she teaches. You're going to command your day. You're going to command your day. You're going to command your thoughts. You have control over them. So here we go. I decree and declare that I am living my most blessed and best days now. I am crowned with God's love and mercy. With all good things, he satisfies me. I do my work as unto the Lord with diligence and a spirit of excellence. I work according to God's daily agenda and perform for an audience of one, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is teaching me how to improve my productivity, to work smarter and more efficiently. He gives me an outstanding attitude and I produce superior work. Thank you, Father, for ordering my steps according to your original plan and purpose for me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, friend. 
Until next time, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you as faithful, and he will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Shalom, shalom. Hey, Wellness Warrior. I pray that blessed you. And if so, it would bless me big if you would write a five-star review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Not only would this make me super happy, but it will allow for others to find this show too. Also, I love to chat over on Instagram, so make sure to take a screenshot, share to your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Shan Wright so I can see it and we can keep chatting and bring other moms to chat with us. Until we get to chat again, mama friend, may the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace.